In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin, brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. How comfortable are you, Daryl Ryder, with the next three games? And I do think we're in a kind of a topsy-turvy league right now because I, if you would ask me if the Jets were going to beat the Bills, I would have told you you were out of your mind. And so now, when I see stuff like that, it kind of I, I, I know it's kind of false hope, I think, in some ways, and I, I want to believe it's false hope, but it's hope. And that's one of the things that I think is interesting about a league where you really don't know who is going to win, and that line any given Sunday really does come through sometimes. Well, Josh Allen's banged up now. Took a big hit in that Jets loss, and they're they're looking at his elbow, um, re- reminiscent of the the Bernie Kosar injury. Got hit while throwing, and while throwing, his part of his arm went one way, and the other end of his arm went the other way, so to speak. So, um, if Josh Allen does not play uh, in two weeks, yeah, all bets are off. You know that that's great news for the Browns. Um, but first things first, they got to beat the Dolphins and they got to do it on the road in Miami. And to, you know, Tua was fantastic, uh, against the bears. Um, you know, the defense is going to have their work cut out for them, uh, trying to get after him. And I think if they are able to apply the applies and we'll get into this, uh, you know, later in the week, but I think pressure is going to be the key, uh, this week against Tua. But I look, I mean, Anything going to happen? Um, I've seen enough Browns football over the years to temper my expectations of what I expect to happen. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to get people hyped up for no reason yet. Let's see what they're able to do here. And if they're able to win a couple more games and get themselves back in the conversation, great. And then, you know, we can actually have that conversation. But right now, they got a long, steep uphill climb. Um, they're behind the eight ball as far as playoff tiebreakers go. Oh, you said it again. You said the word. Oh, I did. Trouble. Um, and put a know. quarter in the Indians jar. That's that jar you used when you said Indians instead of Guardians. Sorry, keep going. I I never had that problem. Oh, I'm sorry. I Everyone never else did. Yeah, I didn't. But do you uh, say the team formerly known as the Indians when you talk about history be beyond nope. the? I say the then Indians. Yeah. Okay. I think we all of the then Indians. Yes. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, that's okay. You don't have to worry about it. No, we were talking about Miami, Buffalo and Tampa. Oh, or there. it wasn't going anywhere anyway. Well, you know, you were also talking about not, you know, let's just take it one game at a time. And if you want to talk about the future, you should just cool simmer down now. Well, I, I mean, that was look, really your point. Yeah. I mean, and look at Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, he spoke on Monday and same thing. You know, hey, you're going to resign with the Browns if you get a bunch of touchdowns. He's like, yeah, I, you know, I ain't thinking about that right now. I just want to finish the season. Yeah. What's he going to say? And finish the season strong. By the way, I think there's a zero chance he resigns with the Browns. That's no, just- I'm. I mean, we talked about that today, and Jeff was like, "Why would you? If you were him, the only reason you would do it is for money at this point. If for some well, reason we no, valued him for more money than anybody else, I just don't. See, it's not we. I take that we back. The fans value him. The, the front office values stays, statistics, and the only way he stays is if he just doesn't want to move. 
But here's my question about Kareem, because don't you think that conditional pick plays into this whole thing and the odds of getting more on a conditional pick for him is if they play him more, You mean right? Sorry, pick. I come on. Yeah. What did I, I forget what I said? Conditional. Yeah. Conditional. Sorry. It's on the condition that his ass gets out there and plays a little bit of football. That's what it is. That's and if he plays a little bit and he gets out there, that they get a better pick. That's assuming Kevin Stefanski puts him in the uh, position. Dude, I mean, he he said it. Will like, he? I, I mean, as a franchise, like like I think the the more they slip away from the the word that we're not allowed to use, which we've now made this show extremely difficult by saying things like this. <laughs> but the the more they slip away from that, the the more beneficial it is to the organization to play him. Well, he and, I mean, and he, not let Nick play so he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, I mean, he said today that he just wants opportunities. That I mean, and. That's his way of saying, give me the damn ball. Yeah. Without causing any uh, ruckus. You know what I mean? Do you, without do you, making, just give me opportunities. He wasn't uh, getting I, Now he got a little bit, and they need to keep doing it. And and by the way, when he wasn't getting opportunities, they were losing, which pisses him off even more. Because, I think it aggravates everybody. Right. It's like, well, you ain't even giving me a chance to help, so no wonder we're losing. Um, How do you think the sit-in went over in the front office in the beginning of the season? Um, they just didn't care. Well, someone talked to him because he was back out there. The sit-in lasted. I've had relationships lo- last longer than that sit-in lasted. Wait, I'm trying to think if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> that's not, to... For me, <laughs> and, not good. <laughs> there's, we don't do math on this show either, so I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> Jeff did bring up an interesting hype point for this week's game, though. And what is that? The I fact mean, that it's going to be played in a hurricane, it looks like? Well, yeah, that, that's the first part. Of it. But no, the hype point is this. Is, I mean, when you think about it, the intensity that is the Cleveland Browns, the excitement that they bring to the table each and every week, and how have they been able to do it? They've been able to do it by putting this team on the back of a backup quarterback named Jacoby Brissett, who wasn't good enough for Miami. They didn't want him anymore. So now Jacoby goes right in to the lion's den and he opens up the lion's mouth and he's going to stick his head right in it because he is back for revenge. That's right. Jacoby Brissett against his old team, the Miami dolphins all straight ahead on Sunday. You awake? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Are you done yet? (laughs) That's how I felt about your height. By the way, I hope that's a video clip. That's (laughs) me sleeping through your Jacoby Brissett height. You're not you're not seeing the tension built up there. Sorry. That's how fired up I got for that. That was right after the hype about the Cavaliers talking about it. Like we didn't even talk about LeBron, about the Cavs playing LeBron, but then we got into the hype about and now the Cavaliers get set to kick on their old foe, the man that led them uh to the playoffs so many times, the man that take the took them to the I think he went to the NBA finals with them. The man that was there for the to make sure things happened for this organization, this franchise. But now the Cavaliers will make that trip out west. And where will they be? Well, one, they'll go against Ty Lue, but that's not the name we want to talk about. No, it's not. We want to talk about that trip over to Sacramento when the Cavaliers will take on the Sacramento Kings and former head coach, Mike Brown. Oh, it's going to be a barn burner in Sacramento. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers on their old coaches tour. And it's all right here on name your network. That's what we do. We create hype. You should really write those out beforehand though. Just say the lion's mouth. That didn't work. First run. It's you're always better on the first one because they're not so, you know, they're, they're cold. Yeah. 
but um then you refine them afterwards that's all i i i won't in the interest of uh not putting people on the spot i would just say that the colts move naming jeff saturday their interim head coach um was a bit of surprise of a surprise within the browns locker room why why were they surprised they were just surprised. That's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm willing to okay, say. Okay. Well, I don't need names to go along with this. Just give me the premise. Are they like, wait a minute, is this going to be a new trend in the NFL that we're going to take former stars of teams and just make them head coaches like they do in the NBA? Although a lot of those NBA guys have worked there, you know what's off to get there. But a, a lot of times we turn around, we're like, oh, that great player is now a head coach of that team because he led that team at one point. Is that a, going to be a gr- growing trend then in the NFL? I cannot confirm nor deny whether or not that came up in the conversation well it's a conversation i want to have with you i don't really i mean oh uh, oh, yeah yeah, i'm just saying to you do you think that could be if he has success and this isn't an interim thing and by the way was jeff saturday not a consultant to the team and maybe he had a say or not and whether they decided to dispose of their head coach yeah i don't know he's gonna have much success well greg williams might be one of the most successful interim head coaches in nfl history I would have been okay if he would have been back for another year, by the way, my friend. Yeah, that would have never flown. I know. But would you have been okay if he would have been back for another no. year? No, because I would have been sick of him by his second press conference. Oh, my God. Better than – all right, ask me any question. I'll give you a coach. Uh... Have you ever heard us do Coach Kevigan on our show? No. You've never heard the Coach Kevigan bit? No. Ask me any question from a press conference. Just ask me. Ask me any question. Uh, is so-and-so going to play on Sunday? <sighs> Daryl, you know, those are the kind of decisions that we like to make on game day. Because what we'll do is we'll decide whether we think that player, um, you know, is, is comfortable in the position that we can. So what we'll do is we'll break out. We'll go into our rooms and then sometimes we'll take our shoes off and we'll go out on the grass and we'll, we'll get a feeling for what it's going to be like out on the grass. By and the so way. after the, after that happens, so uh, I, you know, we'll, we'll assess that when the game. By oh. the way, Wilson yeah. had a great, as I roll my eye saying it, yes. response today when he was asked uh, if there was any part of his welcome back from the buy message that he, you know, he'd be willing to share. And yeah. I think he got to a 12 Mississippi before he final, after he was done. Oh, room. And he, yeah. Oh, no, I, I just, I just wanted to fall out of my chair in disbelief. That he didn't take the opportunity to to right. set the tone for the fans and let everybody know what he kind of expects out of his team for the second half of the season, or the fact that he just didn't want to share anything. No. <laughs> Can no. you explain to folks why you call him Wilson? I call I call him Wilson because of the the, the show Home Improvement, uh, the Tim Allen sitcom from the '90s that I grew up with. Fantastic show. Neighbor Wilson, who always hid behind, stood behind his fence. And to give uh, Tim the tool man and uh, the Taylor family advice with whatever was vexing them in that particular episode. And then as the show went on and on and on, uh, they would find creative ways to hide Wilson's face. So you never saw above Wilson's uh, or below Wilson's nose. 
in the show. That sure. was the bit. And right. so the reason I call Kevin Stefanski Wilson is because on game day, this is what Wilson is doing the entire game. He's He's got his play sheet in front of him. And all you see is Kevin's eyes and you'll occasionally you'll see, you'll see his mouth moving. Cause he's talking, he's calling in the plays, but his face, the whole game is buried in the play sheet. We notice we never see him on defense with his face buried in the page. He must be talking to all the players on offense when that's going on. Right. That's why we don't see it. Not really. <laughs> he's just standing there with his face <laughs> in the play sheet. This said, I still want Kevin Stefanski to be our coach. Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Versus. I'm just, I'm just I mean, it's this is caricature stuff. That's all. And like, even when playful fun, that's yes. all. Yeah. No, I, you should joke. Oh, trust me. I know. I have to, I have to preface everything with, I'm just joking. Just kidding. Because there, there are people that'll like take it seriously. Like, well, the coach Kevigan stuff sometimes is, uh, today, coach Kevigan nailed it because we were like, um, hey, Coach Kevigan, uh, what was your message to the team? And he was like, no message. Next question. <laughs> I mean, he, did, he didn't want to answer any questions early on. All right, Daryl, speaking of the media, let's talk about the media when we come back. You have, I mean, to, you have to admit, though, this is the best Kevin Stefanski imitation in town right now. The Wilson, yeah. <laughs> you need to see what I'm seeing. It's some of my best material. What can I say? It's always game. Yes, it is. is. All right. It's always game day in Cleveland. Let's come back for one more segment. We're going to take behind the scenes a little bit and just talk about, look, it's a bye week. Why are we even talking about the Browns? It's always game day in Cleveland. 